I put the foot stand down. I just hit a huge tooth. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm so sorry if it smells. It's baby's fault. Oh, baby's fault. Her eyes are opening. She, baby, baby, she knows it. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah, knows it. Open. And do you call her B? Do you like... Uh, I call her like Babushka or <laughs> um, Bailey Bean or Bailey Bug. Ooh. Burrito. Burri- baby burrito. Because burrito. we uh, we swaddle Swatter. her and she looks uh, like a burrito. Yeah. Yes. It's this little head popping out of blankets. Is it, is it crazy to have a baby? Like, does it feel real? No. I never really thought I wanted to be a mom either. So... And now you're mom. Surprise! Yeah. Surprise! <laughs> well, it's not really a surprise. No. Well, I mean, kind of. Not really. Surprise! <laughs> Audience, welcome into the Get Body Podcast. This is your host, Sharcross, aka your boy Cher. And as always, we have our beautiful, lovely, amazing co-host. Give it up for Dr. Luke. Hey, everyone. Slather some ranch on that. And <laughs> the jungle kitty himself. <laughs> David Dutton. And guys, welcome in to the one year anniversary of the Get Body Podcast. I'm very excited for a lot of different reasons. <laughs> um, one, Are you guys I, even excited? <laughs> I, was, I was plucking a feather off of his mustache. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. You gotta do what you gotta do. Flush. I'm I'm super I'm I'm more excited because this is the first baby. Are we allowed to talk about the baby on the podcast? What baby? Okay. Who's He's here at the podcast? May or may not. Well, we're interviewing our marketing department. <laughs> the one, the only, Lolo's Logos. Lolo's Logos. Yes. AKA Lauren Cox. Yes. Um, anything that's good that's come from the podcast started with, with Lauren and her logo of Get Body Podcast. <laughs> well, you needed one. Yeah. So. I don't understand what was wrong with the original oh my logo. There was a lot of stuff wrong with it, sure. Yeah. I good try. On can- our marketing department. Our, uh, you know, very low-budget marketing department built out that logo on Canva. It was a great try. I will say a friend of mine named Matt who doesn't go to the gym, who's been, like, listening and, like, loves the podcast, wanted some merch with the old logo on it, like, as a throwback. I was like, I don't think I want to put that out there. (laughs) Why don't we get some merch with uh, our actual logo on it? Why don't we just get merch? Oh, we can ask our marketing department why we don't have merch. Well, I sent you literal mock-ups of shirts with logos on them, and none of y'all said I did. I anything. responded. That's because I told you you guys didn't say anything, and then while we were talking about it, you text back. Yeah. These are great. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't say I didn't respond. I did respond. You did, but you didn't. That's true. That's true. So, so that's in the works. We'll circle back. <laughs> yeah, circle. So yeah, circle back to that. We're circling back. Um, wait, let's get the show on the road. Let's do it. Let's do it. Lauren, you have a baby now. I do. You were once a baby. I was once a baby. Where were you a baby? Ah, uh, Cincinnati, I think. <laughs> okay. So, Luke's. What? What is, why is that wrong? That's a great lead-in. Luke. That's great. Okay. So you were born in Cincinnati. I believe so. Okay. Wait, you're not sure? I don't know. You don't know where you're born? No. No idea. <laughs> I think it was Cincinnati. Yeah. You know, in Ohio, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think Grew up Cincinnati. in Cincinnati? No. Okay. Uh, bounced around a lot until... I guess we bounced around quite a bit until we landed in 
um, northern Ohio. It's called Bryan, Ohio. It's in the middle of like a cornfield. How old but were you when you went to Bryan? Nine, I think. Wow. I think I was nine or something like that. But we moved like, we didn't stay in one place for very long because my dad's job, he uh, worked in pharmaceuticals. So he jumped from plant to plant for a while until he got like a director job. And so we landed in Brown, Ohio, because he was a director of the one ICBN, whatever plant out there. Home of the Spangler Candy Company is the only other claim to fame that Brian Ohio has. It's like literally like right up in the upper left corner, closer to Indiana than anything else. Yeah. But so we like grew up there, um, just me and my sister, uh, just running the neighborhood is basically are you an older sister no i'm the younger sister what i know i didn't i wouldn't have picked that either yeah the younger sister um and i just played with all the neighborhood boys pretty much uh i would race them for a dollar no way i would race them for a dollar you're kidding me and you win yeah yeah win the dollar were you like significantly older no wow you're just crushing we were all about the same age well my mom when I would get bored or she wanted me to run off energy, she'd tell me to run laps around the house. So I would run laps around the house when I was getting bored. And I was like, am I done? She's like, give me two more. So I'd like go back around the house. Cause we lived in, like, you could walk the town in like two, it's like two miles. Like we walked to school all the time, except for the high school. Cause I was a little bit, you had to take a couple more buses out to the high school, but we stayed there for most of our childhood. But my parents decided when my sister Stephanie was about to go into high school that they didn't want this small town life for us anymore. Like it was a great like childhood to like grow up and play around and everything like that. But to actually like get out and like, you know, go, they didn't want us going to college to be our first like experience Mm. being out and whatever. So I think I was like 13 or so, but we moved right when my sister was about to be a freshman so we moved to Springboro, Ohio, which is close to Dayton. And mm-hmm. so my parents have lived there for a long time. So then we went to Springboro High School. And that was like a huge culture shock for me because it was uh, like the class was like 500 or so. But like growing up in the middle of a cornfield to like being slapped into like kind of a city per se, that was like a huge adjustment to me. But like I couldn't be more thankful yeah. That they did that because if I just tried to go into college or something like that, it would be, yeah, I, we would not have been successful just going from a small town into something like that. But it was great to have a childhood in a small town. Like when it was dinner time, she just stood outside and whistled, and the kids would, you know, come back. You know, you know each mom's whistle. You know, like the NNs had this whistle, the Colavidges had this whistle. So you knew when it was come back when you're. Mom whistled. <laughs> That's so crazy. Well, you probably had a lot of money by the time you're 13 from reselling the woods. Yeah. I you, mean, you I, I I blew my money a lot when I was a kid because I liked those York peppermint patties. Yes. So when we went to the grocery store, if I was good, I could buy my own York peppermint patties. Was it now? How long was the race? Like, uh, it was basically night? from like someone's driveway to someone else's driveway. So like, like 50 yard, 100 yard, like. It depended on who was asking or mm. like who was the race director, if you will. Oh, the race director? 
<laughs> on the monetary winnings and the distance of said race. Oh, okay. Wait. <clears throat> Let's go. We need to circle back to the York peppermint patty thing. What is that? What? Luke, what? No, I know what an, a York peppermint patty is, but what is this obsession that you have with it? I really like like dark chocolate peppermint stuff. Like toothpaste. It tastes like toothpaste. It doesn't no, it taste does like not. toothpaste. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no. It's it's it brings it. Why do you like that? <laughs> Why do you not like that? I'm not saying I don't. Can I can I, I have a case like for that. the York peppermint patty here? Because here's why: you get the richness and the chocolatiness of chocolate, but then you also it's get dark the, chocolate. Yeah, the dark chocolate. Dark chocolate. But then you get the refreshing afterbite, so you just don't feel like you just ate a bunch of chocolate. You get a real a little refreshment at the end of you know. Hmm. How do you think experience. about this? Oh, I like, I like peppermints, like mint things. I like mint. Like mint chocolate chip ice cream. Yes. Okay. Good. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's the same thing as that. It's not. What? So started to, you to derail. Thirteen's <laughs> pretty formidable. I mean, to go to to new school, a bunch of new people in those years. I mean, was that like you, you said it helped you afterwards, and you were thankful for it? Yeah. Was it was it rough get adjusting or pretty easy? Uh, it was. It was not a good time for me. I like. I did like. We did soccer all the time. Like. I did softball a lot and I was actually pretty good at softball. But when we moved, I was like, I don't want to do softball anymore. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'll just do like soccer and stuff like that. Cause my grandpa died right before we moved mm -hmm. and he taught me all that. So I was like, I'm done with that. Yeah. <laughs> so we just mm -hmm. did that. And she's like, you need to meet people. Cause like school was kind of a culture shock for me. So I went into like say soccer at the time, which mm -hmm. is like a select soccer group or so the club soccer yeah kind of thing yeah. yeah so then i like just played soccer and kind of met people in my school that way so then we did that and then i will say uh band helped a lot you were you played band i was in i was in band you played band you played <laughs> i didn't know an instrument so i was like you played band you played band yeah so i actually wasn't going to do band again but my sister again high school started and she started marching band so she did that and i wasn't going to do it but the band instructor literally came into my music class when i had music and he asked me how i was doing like the teacher was like oh well, like hey can i help you and stuff like that and he's like oh no i just wanted to talk to lauren and i was like okay well because they're like this is how you read music and i was like these idiots don't even know how to read music and i'm like sitting in the music class i was like okay this is you know Easy A or whatever. Like, these people don't even know what 4 over 4 is for music time. And oh blah, blah, God. blah. So I was... So he asked me that. And the fact that he asked me... Yeah. I was like, okay, let me go over and give band a try. And so... What all, instrument I, did you play? Uh, I was in percussion, so I was on the drum line. No way. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Big drum, little person. <laughs> are you doing the bass? Are you doing the... Are you carrying the, the bass you... It was the... I did the... Bass drum and I did the snare drum, but mostly the bass drum, which is the yeah the big one. Wow! Even though I it was the smallest of the big ones, because <laughs> I am five foot, like a hundred pounds. <laughs> um. So is that your official height? Like when you go to the doctor, they say you're five foot. Yes. That's all. With shoes. With shoes. With shoes. <laughs> I'm probably more four eleven, but 
I also have scoliosis, so I think I was robbed of like two inches. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Megan always tells me that I am unfortunate because if I was 4'11, I could get uh, like a, a handicap spot. Is that true? I don't know. <laughs> I never applied. <laughs> no. 4'10. 4'10. If you're 4'10, oh, you What? Yeah, she said I grew too much. I don't do tall. <laughs> okay. Um, keep going. So you're <laughs> a bass percussionist. Yeah. Yeah. So. I basically played marching band in the fall, uh, winter percussion during the winter, and we did pep band during the middle time, and then concert band at the end. So it was like a whole wow. season of with soccer that. as well. Um, it took over the time of soccer because you had practice so much, like yeah. every, like you practice almost every single day, and then we had a competition almost every single weekend. So it's like just kept you busy. It was a sport that didn't have an off season yeah per se so after after high school um what was like the college process for you like did you know like hey i know exactly what i want to do like did you also want to do anything with like band related stuff in college? no i and it was kind of hard for me to like also leave that behind because that was such a big thing and all my friends did band and there was like we had a really big marching band so everyone like if you go to any class in school like you had someone that you knew because you were in band together and so yeah, like yeah. completely leaving it was also like a new chapter kind of a thing to move on but like college was hard because school's not my thing it's never been my thing like just really? not not a school person like i just don't i don't test well i'm not good at like standardized testing or anything like that um, so that I didn't really like that. And I didn't know what I would be successful at. Mm-hmm. Cause like being successful is like also very important to me. So I was like, I don't know what I could do that I could be successful at in any capacity. And I was like, the only thing I really like is like art stuff. But I was like, art people make nothing, you know, like <laughs> they don't, there's no career in in that per se but i was like i'll give like photography a try because i like that and i was like i like the process and the photoshop stuff so i was like i'll just go in with that major and and see where where it goes so i started down that path um which eventually like Cause the first like few years you go through like your regular gen eds and stuff like that. Yeah. You do your foundations classes and all that stuff. And foundations for like photography stuff is all the like drawing, mm-hmm. like for three hours. It's always like the studio is always three hours, so it's like painting three hours. This is, and so like building up like your knowledge of how to use color, how to use you know all that in proportions and finding the right like dimensions of everything like that. So. And college is also kind of a big shock because you go from like a regular high school and then you go into painting and they have, you know, a a naked person standing in the middle (laughs) and you're like 18 or like, you know, 18, 19 years old. And you go in there and there's a man standing naked in front of you and you're expected to draw them and they have a little heater there so they don't get cold. (laughs) That's a new level of like drawing penises. (laughs) Well... (laughs) These were like people that just walked yeah, off these the street. Yeah, no rocket ships. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole new one. Yeah. And the people are just regular people and they get paid like 
hundred or so bucks an hour, and they're like, "What? It's a three bucks." Yeah, so you can make money doing it. Yeah, you sit there naked with a heater, and you make three hundred dollars. Yeah. I wasn't willing to. Oh, what? Hold on. <laughs> like, can you tell is... the people what college you went to? Uh, Northern Kentucky oh. University, if you're looking. Yeah, so this <laughs> if you're looking, this isn't some, like, New York, like, art school. This is, like, just casual Northern Kentucky art school. <laughs> yes. Wow, that's so yeah. interesting. I mean, I, I also was a um, psychology minor, and so I knew a lot of the psychology people, and they would always do tests and stuff, like, for your... Um, for like their classes and stuff, they needed to do random tests. And there was one and you have to meet their like qualifications in order to be able to do one. And I knew a few people and you got paid for it. And I was like, super poor college student, like need food. The food plan's making me sick. I'm living off the Pepto-Bismol and Austin crackers at this point because what's Austin crackers? What is that? They're just peanut butter crackers. It's just a brand okay. of crackers that you can get them. You can get a lot of them for pretty cheap. It's like, okay. it's like the ramen of crackers. <laughs> it it but, is. Yeah. So there was one where I was like, uh, they were testing, because this is when like Four Locos and stuff were out too. And they were, those were just coming out and everything like that. So they were testing alcohol and um, energy drinks. And like if you just had alcohol or if you just had an energy drink and then if you had alcohol and an energy drink. So like you go into a blind and they give you a cup. They you do your motor things and then they, they give you the drink. You. Yes, they paid me, so I did it. But they took it took forever for my blood alcohol level to come back down if I did one that had alcohol because I'm so s- small. <laughs> and I was like, I live on campus. Can I just walk back to the dorm? And they're like, No, I was there for like hours sometimes when they gave me one with an energy drink and one with the alcohol just because it had to be below. And they don't give you that much. But I I weighed like ninety eight pounds in college. <laughs> I was gonna say that like, that sounds like the best like uh, like hey you're gonna pay me to drink an energy drink or drink alcohol like yeah like let's go yeah I, right? I needed the money for sure yeah <laughs> I also I also uh, was in the circus in college so that also Wait, helped what. Too. what? I knew that. Yeah, you did know yeah. this. Because it helped with my bar muscles. Yeah. I actually got bar muscles because of that. What did you do in the circus? Well, uh, my one Can roommate... Can you describe the circus? I'm having okay. trouble understanding what that actually means. So, you've, ne- you've never been to a circus? No, no, no. I have been. But what I'm imagining in my head, I don't know if it's exactly what one... Okay, it was, it was just starting up. It's a Cincinnati circus company. They've gotten a lot bigger since I started. But, so, like... It pretty much was just beginning to grow, and my one roommate, Lindsay, um, the naked yoga person. No, oh. this isn't. This is probably roommate number eight. Oh gosh, probably. She um she worked for the circus um because she had done some stuff like through some other schooling stuff that she had done. So she like applied for it and she found it. So like you go based off of like gigs. So like if there was a gig to go do trapeze. At this location, you sign up to do it, and you're at this location for this much time, and you do this. So I basically mainly did the the trapeze, and I did the silks, which are the two silk things that come down. Oh, that's crazy! <laughs> no, like, 
Uh, it was better than like waiting tables. I thought. You like sports and stuff. Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, they, did you do gymnastics in high school or anything? Or like, uh, just... I did gymnastics a little bit when I was younger, but then when the gym moved away, I there wasn't any. Again, small town, not a whole lot. So like when the gym was there, it was there, but then it quickly moved away. So I did some gymnastics when I was younger. So it's like it's also easy when you like some people have better like awareness of whatever. Like your body, body per se. Yeah. yeah. Well, Luke's pet peeve. It is a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> the people that have it? People don't have it. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so, so like, you're just like, hey, I need some money to buy one of these crack peanut butter crackers. Yes. I'll go ahead and like do flips on this soap. They taught thing. you, right? <laughs> yeah. So like I went with Lindsay um, one time and they're like, oh, do you want to try it? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll try it. And I was like able to pick it up pretty quickly. And they're like, oh, do you want to like do this? Yeah. Do you want to learn this and do this? And I was like, yeah, for, for sure. Like, <laughs> they pay you, like, pretty good because it's, like, per gig, and it might be, like, 20 or whatever bucks per gig, and then they sometimes they'll give you a tip at the end. So I was like, need that Pepto-Bismol, so got to yeah. do the flips on the rig. <laughs> wow, that's wild. So yeah. how long was your circus career? Uh, maybe, like, two, two years or so, because then after that I graduated and started hunting for my big girl job at that point and circus performer did not make it on their resume <laughs> i was wondering if it made up your LinkedIn did, I not, totally did not make it on their resume yeah for sure lauren is good at photography adobe products circus performing yes, that, that was left off of the uh the resume for sure wow so i i think i think this is something we totally forgot to uh hit here but how did you end up in northern kentucky like why why from Mr. Brian, Ohio to Northern Kentucky? Uh, it was mainly their photography program. Not a whole lot of schools have like just put, like fine art photography programs. Mm. And I, it was a school that I could also like afford. Mm. Um, and it was like kind of close enough to Cincinnati so that it I could still qualify for like in-state stuff. Like my parents are very much like, if you want it or if you need it, you need to be able to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> so like for school and stuff, I was like, I hate school, but if I want to be successful, it's something I need to do. Yeah. So just to have the degree, to have the paper, if I want to, if the photography thing doesn't work out or something like that, you have that bachelor's to fall back on. You got the receipt on your wall. Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah I did it. Yeah. So <laughs> in order to do anything even if you use that specific degree or not because a lot of people don't use the degree that they got in and they still have a career in something else like so it's like even if the photography thing doesn't work out because it's you know this that or the other like I still have that degree to fall back on mm -hmm. so it's like I you need that and I was like I need that so I gotta I have to do it <laughs> Yeah. Wow. So after after you graduated from Northern Kentucky, right? Yeah. You have this photography degree. And next step was find a bigger old job. Yeah. Did I, you were you able to find one? Well, I was lucky enough to get chosen to do an internship at a branding company. It was called Interbrand, and they did a lot of stuff for like Procter and Gamble. And everything like that, because that's in Cincinnati. 
So I was able to do that. And so I was their like photography assistant. So we would set up shoots for like dole salad kits was a big thing or puffs. What it like, cause Procter & Gamble was there and they're pushing all their like new products and everything like that. So we, what the company does is make brands. So like, if you come to them or like, we want like Pringles per se, we want to market it a certain way. They go through a whole thing of like identifying it as a brand going through all these like visuals. What do you want this to be? We would shoot like different things of the products and stuff like that. And then go through like an entire like brand identity kind of a thing and then put out new products and stuff like that. So stuff that I would shoot or things like that, then we would process and you'd walk through like Kroger or whatever. And you're like, oh, I worked on that or, oh, I shot that or, oh, I did that. So, So that was kind of cool there. So I like interned there and then they kept me on through the summer working there. And that's kind of when I started to transition over to Photoshop because I would shoot things in like pieces per se. So like pieces to a puzzle, like, so like different, you have to compose things a lot. So like we did this thing for Metamucil where I shot all these things where I had the cup and I had to shoot like a clean, like cup with the Metamucil in it, like whatever. And then they wanted splashes coming out of it. So you had to take all these shots of splashes. And so you pick the ones that you like the Mm. best. And so then you have to Photoshop the splashes into that. Well, then they want fruit coming out of the thing. So then you got to shoot, you know, a bunch of different things of fruit. So you're comping all of these different things together. But I was just giving like our Photoshop guy the pieces. And then I'd see what would come back. And I was like, I want to do that. Like, I want to put the puzzle together. So... I kind of started working with him on that. And then once like my time at Interbrand was kind of over and they were starting to do something else was when I like kind of started looking for retouching jobs. So it was like, that was probably one of the harder times for me is like in between, like you're done with college. Like that Mm -hmm. chapter is over. Like, this is what you want to do. How are you going to find a job? doing that and I think that was probably the most stressful time is trying to find that that career per se like I didn't want a job I wanted a career and I knew what I wanted but it's like how do you get that kind of a thing so I like there were a couple places that I applied to as a retoucher even though I didn't have like a whole lot of experience retouching but I knew that's what I wanted to do and so I like I was looking up YouTube things. I was like reading books about it. Like I was like diving headfirst into Photoshop. Like what, I learned what year everything. was this? Ah, uh, thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. Okay. Twelve or thirteen. Um, so I was just like diving into that, and I actually got a job as a freelancer in Columbus at a company called One Create that they did stuff for like the limited. And things like that as a retoucher. And when you're a retoucher, they send you a test. Like you always have a test that you have to do. So like they gave me shirts and I was like, we need you to change this shirt to this specific color. So you'd have to change that. Or we need this like person's skin to match this color's skin. So you'd have to like match that or like do shoe things or whatever. So I did that. And so they brought me on 
Is you it passed the test. I passed the test. So it's like a coding job. Like, hey, you need yeah. to code this. Test. Yeah. Like a, but you, you need actually to, have to you have prove to, that you're proficient. Yes, you have job. to prove that you can do at least these base So the YouTube functions. videos helped. Yes, the YouTube video helped. And so then, like, I started there, and I was, I picked up things, like, as I was going on. Like, they would, they would ask me something. Oh, yeah, I can do that. And then I'd, like, you know, go off and Google it or something <laughs> like that, and then come back and be, all right. I know what I'm doing. Like, I'm not going to, oh, I don't know how to do that. No, you don't say that. I don't know how to do that. You look it up. You figure, figure it out. out. Yeah. And then you go ahead and do it. So I like, the stint through there also wasn't very long. I was maybe a month and a half. The people there were, were not like my kind of people per se. Also, I think who you work with is also important. If you don't like who you work with, you're just going to have a miserable time. Yeah. So... Can I ask you another question? Yeah. When you said that the time between college and your internship and the time between your first job was one of the most stressful jobs because it's stressful times. Yeah. Because you really, you you were trying to figure it out. Yeah. Like, did you, were you living on campus? Were you living with your parents? I had to live with my parents, which also I did not, did not like at all because like, you're out of college you're supposed to be on your own doing your own thing like i paid them rent i paid them like money food and stuff like that because that's what i would expect them to like i'm living in your house at this point like yes you're my parents but i'm living in your house this isn't my house so i was like i will pay you for food they didn't really pay me rent but i was like i will you for food and i like picked up a stupid little job in between uh i was worked at temple israel which is where my mom works at ironically and i just i did their um books for their um cemetery i blocked off their cemetery because their cemetery files were like a mess so i made like this big chart of their cemetery and i started making plots of where everyone was buried (laughs) Really? This they is so bad. That? No, this is well, awesome. they had like an idea of it, but I like actually made like a big map thing, and like if you physical are physical or digital, it was digital, and like so this plot, if you're like buried, buried, you take up two plots. If you're cremated, it only takes up one plot. So I like had to plot out the whole. I gridded out the whole cemetery and started plotting out. Like this person is here. This person re- has this spot reserved, but does not have member status and blah 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 blah. So, well, Luke's excited. About this. <laughs> so wait, so that's so fun. Temple Israel, Jewish cemetery. Is yeah. That? Okay. Yeah, synagogue. Nice. Huh. Which I was fine for a while, but I was like that. Once, planning once out, plot, yeah. Like, once I'm planning, yeah. Here? Once I finish this map, what else am I gonna do? <laughs> once everyone is is dead, at this point. Yeah. Oh, man. just wait for everyone to die now. Yeah. <laughs> no, my job is finished. <laughs> yeah. So you get the job as a freelance, and then you have some coworkers that you're like, man, this is just kind of making it really tough. Not sure if this is the career for me. Yeah. Well, then- ironically, I ended up getting a call from a company that I forgot that I had even sent an application to. Cause you know, you're just sending out applications yeah. to anything that like quasi fits. And ironically, like I was about to like be done with that place. And I got this call and I was telling them like, Hey, I'm going to take this day off to go do that. And they're like, you know what? 
yeah, it's fine. You can just whatever. So I took the day off and I went and interviewed at this other place. I interviewed, I think on a Monday, I took their test on like a Wednesday and then they offered me the job on Friday. Nice. So that was like a huge thing. And that was actually back down in Cincinnati. Mm. So then I moved back down there and they actually hired like two retouchers. They hired me as like a junior retoucher and a senior. So I was like, okay, like I feel better about that because I'm still just dabbling or whatever. And after like two months of working there, they fired the senior guy because he was terrible. <laughs> he was the worst. I was helping him open files. He took forever. And when you're like in e-commerce and stuff like that, you got to work fast. Like they want their products out there. They want that pumped out there and they want it out like quick. So he, he was terrible. So they fired him and I'm sitting there that day like, are they going to fire me too? Because I didn't know if they were just going to get rid of the department or whatever. But like the boss didn't come in until like two hours later. I was like, oh, yeah, we just decided he wasn't a good fit. You're you're safe. You're fine. And I was like, okay. <laughs> two hours was super stressful. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Because yeah. okay. I was like, when you're a retoucher, you're kind of back in a separate room because you need like, your monitors color calibrated and you sit like generally your lights are a bit dimmed and stuff like that just to be able to see your monitor and you have like your light box that's uh white balance calibrated so when you bring in products and stuff you color match to those products so what you see in the product you color match to on the screen because you gotta you know whatever the temperature of the lights are you've got a oh, yeah. balance of that and do all that color correcting and stuff like that. And then they want other colorways of that stuff and you've got to match to those other mm. colorways and stuff. So we just using your eyeballs or like, was there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mostly. Cause like a lot of like sometimes greens shoot like Brown and they're like, they're just some colors. Like when you put lights on it, they just die. So you always have to bring them mm. back to life or whatever. So and then I was expecting them to hire another senior person and they didn't. So again, another like, and I'm retouching at this point for Versace. I'm retouching for Calvin Klein. I'm Hugo Boss, Toy Birch, like these higher, like higher end brand stuff. Like, and then like Kat Von D Beauty came in, like all these big beauty brands came in and I'm doing all their makeup stuff and their lips and stuff. And I'm like, I'm the only person like here. And so like, again, youtube or you know like whatever or like whatever i could to like figure it out and a lot of it is just like it's something that i wanted so like when you want to learn something you like dive into it and you like learn it like so i i love everything about photoshop uh, if i could make a word document and i could make it in photoshop i'm going to open photoshop first like that's what i want that's my program that's my love that's what i go to yeah so then then Can that is that is where Tom came in though at that point. <laughs> so did you make our logo in Photoshop? I started it in okay. Photoshop, and then once I had the bare bones down, you got to bring it into Vector to make it. Okay, that's what I was, what I was. Yeah. Okay. You start. I always start in Photoshop. I will finish in Illustrator, but okay. anything I start, I'm gonna start it in Photoshop. Huh. Man, so cool. You said this is where Tom comes in. Yeah, because then like I felt like I was established in a job at this point. Like I had my job. This is, this is where I'm at now. What, where, what's the other puzzle piece I'm missing? Like 
what else do I need? <laughs> yeah. And kind of two quick things. Um, <clears throat> one, I, I did notice something in your story as you were talking. You mentioned earlier that you moved around a lot and you felt like there was like, you know, you, you kind of lost your friends from high school a little bit. You kind of had to start fresh from college. Yeah. And then right after college, she said you kind of entered a harder season of life where you're now looking for a job. Yeah. And you're traveling back and forth. You went to your parents' house. You're back. Besides work, what was there anything else? Running. 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 <laughs> I I ran. That's what I did. Uh, that took up. I would run either before or after work. And I went to work. And then I would eat my bowl of spaghetti or my bowl of Skyline. And then that was my day for the... For like a year and a half or so, that was basically my life. It was just mm. running. And it all kind of started with a group of friends who wanted to do this triathlon where it was like a canoe for like a mile, then like a five mile run, and then like, I don't know, like a 20 mile bike ride. And I was like, I can canoe, you know, whatever. And I was like, bike ride, sure. But I was like, the five miles, I don't want someone to be waiting on me and I also feel like that's like a like I'll look at a menu before I go to a new restaurant so the waiter's not waiting on me and I know what I want to order <laughs> mm. <laughs> just because I don't like being like a burden to anyone like if I'm next in line like I know what I want or just like I always prepare for whatever situation I'm going to walk into because I feel like if I have a plan walking into it like I'm going to be successful at it so they wanted to do this again. I didn't want them waiting on me if I couldn't run this five miles per se. So that's kind of when I started running. Um, and I started running like my neighborhood. My neighborhood was two miles at the time and I couldn't, you know, run two miles just flat out at the beginning. So I would start running terrible shoes, like these flat, terrible. I got shin splints like immediately and like, just, I felt like my calves were going to snap in half at that. Just the worst shoe, like regular tennis shoes, like terror. I had no idea what I was doing, but I would like run. And then when I was getting tired, I'd be like, oh, this mailbox, just make it to this mailbox. So, and then mm -hmm. the next time I would go, I'd be like, you pass that mailbox, you make it to the next mailbox. So like, that's just kind of how I started like trying to piece it all together until I could run the whole thing. And then I started branching out from that. And so like the five, like five miles was whatever my goal, but they ended up not wanting to do it because it was too expensive. So I was like, okay, I'm okay with spending money on like activities per se, but they're like, oh yeah. So I trained all summer for this five mile thing. And they're like, no, we're not going to do it. It's kind of expensive. So I was like, I've been working my butt off to try and get this five miles that I've got chin splints. I like, I've been running during like the heat of the day at this point because that was the time I could do it. And it's taken me forever to do it. But, but then my dad actually lost his job and my mom asked, you need to get him out of the house. He's driving me crazy. So I started to get him 
to try and run with me at the beginning. And I told him the neighborhood was two miles. He's like, neighborhood isn't two miles. It's like maybe a mile, mile and a half per se. And then he started running. He's like, it's got to be three miles. It's got to be three or four miles. Like, this is, this is so long. There's no way. And that's like just when GPS watches started coming out, too. I was like, no, Dan, it's two. No, it's got to be longer than that. But um, so then we finally get to these like five miles. And I found a turkey trot that is five miles um, that was, like, close. So it was, like, Thanksgiving Day, you run five miles, you go home, and you eat turkey. And so, like, I was like, Dad, we got to do it. Like, we've been running all this. we got to do this, like, five-mile turkey trot. And so we signed up for it. And the first year we came, we came in limping, like my hip, like felt like it was about to fall off. He's coming in. He's like, oh man, whatever. But we have done that every year for the past 12 years. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So that, that's nice. And then, so we generally have literally done that every single year. So it's kind of our like Mm. tradition now per se. So, and the last year you ran it, I mean, how fast did you run it in? So I, and it's like a specific course generally. And on this one course, I was like, I want under 40, 40 minutes. Like I legit went under 40 and I finally broke it. Was it last year? Two years ago is when I finally got under, under 40. So it's, it took a long time because it's a little hilly. Limping can't run um, two miles or a mile to doing five back-to-back eight miles or even miles. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. It's like eight, yeah. Well, because 40 times, 40 divided by five is eight minutes. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, so you put, you put. Yes, <laughs> math. Um, yeah, math, <laughs> math is made sense, but the words are having math. trouble coming out. Yeah, so. Yeah, um, and so like one time we actually came back and we're like, we feel pretty, pretty good. We should try and like, go go a little bit further and stuff like that so like then i that's really when i started like picking up on things like trying to run like halves and fulls and stuff like that is like i just got bit by the bug and started that and it kind of went someone told me that they didn't think i could run a half or a full and i was like let me show you so yeah, like there's the progression of that. Just I just was running constantly, and that was like the thing that like kept me kept you sane. going through that. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so not only running, but you met someone. Yeah. Uh, Audience, Tom has been here yeah. the whole time <laughs> with Bailey. <laughs> Tom, you want to say hi? Hello, audience. (laughs) Bailey, you can say hi, too, if you want. She's about to. She's waking up. You watched that head. Might be the longest I've been quiet my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) It probably is. So how did you guys meet? Uh, So my one roommate, Lindsay, who got me into the circus, was actually dating Tom's brother. I did not know that Tom had... That, like, her boyfriend is was Tony, and I did not know that Tony had a brother. And she dated him for, like, they've been dating for, like, a year and a half or so at this point. And one Halloween, I was hanging out with them, and Tony goes, oh, we're going to go to this one bar to meet my brother. And I was like, Tony, you have a brother? I didn't know you had a 
brother? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I got a brother. So I was like, okay, uh, let's go to the bar and meet your brother. And so we went. I was dressed as a peacock. And... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And... Tom was dressed as someone from Pokemon. I was Brock. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because Mitch was Ash. Yeah, and then your girlfriend at the time was... (laughs) What? She was there? Yes. Tom actually lived with his girlfriend at this time when I met Tom. That was a rough time. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, so that's when we kind of met and... um, I I knew his relationship was kind of on the out, but Tom's that person that like he holds on to people, uh, like even like if you've known someone for a long time, just because you've had that like I've known you for a long time, like let's just keep this going. I'm like, if you're not bringing something to my life or something like that, I'm gonna drop you. Like, <laughs> there's no reason for you to be necessarily in my life if. Like, you're not bringing something to me or I'm not bringing something to you. Like, it's just empty baggage. You don't need it. Drop it. Not going to carry that. <laughs> not going to carry that around, per se. I like, like the longest stint I had dated someone, like before Tom, was maybe a year. And within that, it was like kind of eh, touch and go. But like, that was the longest I had ever put up with someone at that point. And... um so we met Halloween and he actually asked me, oh, do you want me to get a drink? And I was like, no, I have a half marathon the next day because I, I that's all I did. Like, that was the only sanity I had. I was like, no, I've got to I've got to race the next day. And that's when Tom like actually perked up. Oh, you oh, you run. Yeah, oh, you do, yo, you do physical. Oh, girl, you run. Because Tom, you ran track in college, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was a sprinter though. And so she'll tell you about our first date. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um so we didn't talk for a while and then like my friend Lindsay and Tony were kind of trying to set us up, even though Tom was still with trying to set you up while he was still with yes. okay. it was, and while the girl still lived. It was already dissolved. It's just that I couldn't kick her out of the house because she had no place to go. And so what would happen is we would kind of break up. And then she would just not leave. And then I'd be like, then I'd be like, all right, I guess we're still together. So she was the catalyst to where I'm just like, all right, now you need to leave. Yeah. And this all took three months. Yeah. Because then like, so then like they tried to set us up on like quasi dates or, you know, little things, whatever. So kind of did, but like, I really wasn't like super pursuing it. But then he ended up texting me on New Year's. Yes. During an Ohio State game. And who's rooting for the other person? No, no, it was the national championship. It was when Ohio State won the national championship. I was drinking bourbon with Zach and it was Oregon versus Ohio State. And Ohio State won. Yes. And yeah. his friend does not like Ohio State. So <laughs> he was not an Ohio State person at this time. He uh, is now. Erlanger, Kentucky. Nobody likes Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Um, so we kind of quasi started talking then. And I saw the potential. In town, I was like, I'm single. I'm not the one who has a girlfriend living with me. Like, I've got nothing to lose. So why not? <laughs> so I'm like, he's cute. Like, I, I see potential there. And it sounds like this other person is just a rock in his shoe. So I'll, like, pursue it a little bit. So I ended up asking him. And again, he did track. And at this point, he said he did CrossFit. I didn't 
I kind of knew what CrossFit was, but not really. And I was training for the Flying Pig Marathon in Cincinnati mm-hmm. at the time. So I was like, oh, uh, Sunday I need to do a like slower five mile run. I did my long run on Saturday. This is kind of like a cool down run. Do you want to do this like five mile run with me? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we met on Newport on the levee, but I gave myself so many outs. I was like, it might rain that morning or, you know, so like, eh, if we don't do it, like, so I ended up both show up both there. And I had my five mile route. Tom had not run and he was like 180 pounds like at this point like aren't you still 180 i'm 170 right now 170 yeah yeah so like and he didn't like crossfit you don't run that that far you don't run five miles <laughs> you don't run five this miles. was early days of crossfit this mm. was 20 uh well this was 2015 when we met but under no, 2014 we met halloween of 2014 this would have been february 8th of 15 yeah so and then we had to stop midway through because he started cramping. <laughs> so we had to stop for Tom to, to stretch. And again, Tom's a talker. He's talking the whole time. And I can tell when he started dying. I was like, do you want to like stretch? No, 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 no. Do you want to stretch? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she'd probably stretch or whatever. And so we're running around the levee. And... Um, we're talking about the aquarium and I was like, oh yeah, I haven't been a long time. He's like, you want to go to the aquarium? And I was like, I didn't really plan on going to the like aquarium or whatever like that. And he's like, we should get breakfast first. And I was like, we can get breakfast first. <laughs> so he drove me over to first watch, which is the first time I'd ever been to first watch. Yes. It's like, I guess it was like kind of newer. So you had never been to First Watch? No. I had never <laughs> been like to First, first Watch. There's like First Watches everywhere. I think this, this was a while ago. Yeah, this was. This is a girl that only had spaghetti, <laughs> tomatoes, yes. and Skyline in her fridge. Yes. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. Facts. Um, yeah. So he, he made it this like whole kind of day. Yeah. So like we went to um, First Watch, but again, I'm very like. I pay for me, you pay for you kind of thing. Cause he's still living with his girlfriend at this point. So it's like, it is our first day, but is it our first day kind of a thing. Uh, we still classify it as, but then he like talked me into going to the aquarium afterwards. So we went over to the aquarium. He paid for his, I paid for mine. Like we went in and, um, it was a lot of fun. The jellyfish room was actually like our main thing. They had this like huge cylindrical tube, like right in the middle of all these like jellyfish. And there was one that kept getting like sucked into this vacuum. So we just kept <laughs> like staring and laughing at this one jellyfish getting sucked into the vacuum. <laughs> and like, it's like tear and then it would like float off and then we'll come back in and start getting sucked in by it. So we were kind of, so that was just kind of like a, a fun kind of impromptu day per se. And, um, so after that, I guess, is when Tom, like, legit, like, broke up with said girlfriend and got yeah, her that was on a Saturday, house. and she was out of the house on Tuesday. So Okay. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Boom. He's like, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of when we started dating mm-hmm. at, at that point. And um, he lived in Kentucky, and I lived up in Westchester, which is about, like, 45 minutes away. Well, that was 30, yeah. Um, 30 when you drive, 45 <laughs> minutes when other people <laughs> But so like on the weekends, I would go down and see him. And on Wednesdays, he would come up. And that was when I splurged and would buy the meal in a bag Ooh. for us to have instead of just my rotation of spaghetti dinners. <laughs> how, how long did that actually? So, so literally you're running 
you're like putting in some miles and it's just spaghetti and you alternate the sauce. Uh, and don't forget the Austin crackers. What did you, what did you <laughs> eat for breakfast? What did you eat for lunch? Uh, I didn't eat breakfast. Um, lunch, they kind of had a cafeteria at the job I had. So I would go in and like just get like a small sandwich or something like that. And it was like priced pretty all right because they had a lot of warehouse people that came in and ate lunch all mm-hmm. the time there too. So I would eat lunch sometimes there, sometimes not. And then I would just have my my box of spaghetti and either my Skyline. And Skyline at the time was only like $4 a can. It's now like $7 a can. Yeah, like Skyline is a robbery. Yeah, I know. They're just, Come on. they're just jacking it up. But yeah, and then... And then I would like portion out our meals for the meal in a bag so that I could have lunch the next day with <laughs> the leftovers. But yeah, and then we ended up moving in together after that is when we got our first house together in Loveland, Ohio. Loveland. Loveland. Lisa's sister lives there. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's a really cute place. Like we loved the house there. It's funny you're like saying all these places, and I kind of actually know where they're at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Westchester's a good place. It was the only place that there was like an IKEA for a while before they built one up here. My aunt yeah. was yeah, so it was like in the office park behind the IKEA is where I worked for. I worked there for five years, um, and then and then I li- we got married, and then Tom got a job up here in Columbus at the Polaris branch so then I was like working from home for that other company but then I got this job opportunity kind of up here that I wasn't expecting to get and so I ended up getting that new job and now I've been there for four years so this is the longest I've lived in one place since I was like 18 (laughs) oh my goodness so yeah so it was like settling time yeah at this point yeah so what about what about tom was like hey i mean i know being is cute and you could run faster than him so you're like hey yeah <laughs> yeah you got the flex now like, it's anything over 10 miles yeah. i got him but anything under yeah, yeah. <laughs> what uh what what was there a moment or a uh even just something that had appeared over a lot of moments that you're like man you know what this i want to i want to spend the rest of my life with this guy um Tom's just a good person. Like, he's a genuine person for the most part. Thank you, baby. (laughs) (laughs) As Tom is, like, shoveling, like, formula into a bottle. (laughs) Is this one scoop? It literally says on the bag. (laughs) It looks like a lot. I wrote on the bag one scoop because I actually put a full scoop in there. (laughs) Considering you weren't putting full scoops in there before. (laughs) But, um, no, Tom's, like, a very giving person. So I think that's really what attracted me to him. He'll, he'll like, friends with a doorknob if it, like, <laughs> looks at him correctly. You know, like, he, will, he, like, is always willing to, like, be your friend or want to be your friend. Um, kind of a person. A doorknob. Uh, you can't deny it. You know he would. No, I know, but. So I, that, I just... He's just a genuine, like, giving kind of a person, and I'm very pretty reserved person. Like, hold things pretty close to the chest, and, like, if I like you, I like you. If I don't like you, I I don't like you. So it's yeah. very, like... Why did you look at me when you said that? 
because you were looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm sensing some tension. But yeah. Oh man, I'm sure everyone wants to know how the baby process was. How are you doing? Uh, I'm I'm tired, and if I'm not making sense, I very much apologize. You're making <laughs> yeah, you're good. Because uh, the sleeping is is a lot. But um, I mean it's it's worth it. I mean I'm tired, my boobs hurt for for real. But uh, <laughs> and if you do if you don't titty like, pain, sorry. Yeah, all the all the fun T-pain. stuff. But <laughs> and like. Tom saw paternity more as like a get stuff done. Like we got it. <laughs> like day one when I told him he could get a car, like right when we got back from the hospital, he spent the entire day in the back office like researching cars. And so like and then like within like a couple of days he drug me to the still in a diaper, still with my like yeah. just yeah. whatever. He drugged me to the dealership. He's like, I want you to see this car. And he's like, we should probably bring your car because it'll be the trade-in. And I was like, like, I'm not technically supposed to drive right now. So can we like, so I'm, I should, you know, at the dealership in a diaper with like her also in a diaper. And Tom's like, like trying to show me the features of these cars. <laughs> But he's like, oh, that's good. We got like pre-approved for everything today. So when we come back and buy it, it won't be as long. It was just, he doesn't understand how long it takes to actually purchase a new car. So, and then, you know, a couple of days later, we're back at the dealership for like four more days. And that was the first time I had to like change and feed her in like a public yeah. restroom. Yeah. Stressful. <laughs> just going anywhere with her, stressful. She does not travel like. I don't quite know what I'm doing yet for yeah. the most part. Then you don't pass that point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you would never feel competent as a person. I, I just, I never know what I'm doing. I'm like, I'm Good. pretty sure they're not going to die today. Like 90% chance. I think we'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. But like, if I forget one thing and of course it's a thing like you need at that point, like, Oh, I forgot to refill the diapers. Oh, I don't have a burp cloth. Let me just use my shirt or whatever you can yeah. and stuff like that. So, like, just going out is kind of strange. And you have to plan so much more. And Tom's very much a out-of-the-house, like, kind of person. I'm like, we need this, 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 you know, kind of a thing. And he's like, oh, let's get this. Let's get that. And let's. we just got a membership at Costco, like, black card membership at Costco. Let's we got to go to Costco to make it worth it. I'm like, <laughs> Tom, I'm not going to Costco with you. <laughs> He's like, I need you to make decisions. I was like, just call me and send me pictures. <laughs> but yeah, so, and like we were doing like, the only thing I could do at the beginning was like walk. So after like the first like week, Tom's like, let's go for a walk. And I was like, okay, we'll go for a walk. We maybe went like a half a mile and slow. So slow, the slowest half a mile you've you've ever witnessed in your life. Mm -hmm. But then, like, it slowly started, like, then it turned into a mile, and a mile and a half, and two, and so then I... mailbox situation. Yes, it was literally the entire mailbox situation again. You were being prepared for it. Yeah. (laughs) Before you even knew. Yeah, so... Look at that. We're up to to about three miles, but now it's getting, like, too hot for her, and our dog is 12, and she hates every minute of a three-mile walk. Every minute we're dragging her and I was like, oh, we should probably leave the dog at home at this point. So then like I started kind of 
I was trying to walk like without them because like it's starting to get hot now. Last week was super hot. So like, let me, cause it's the only exercise I can do is walk. And I'm like, you just sit on the couch all day. Like you're going to drive yourself crazy. Like go for a walk. So I was walking and I was like, this is going to take me forever. Like by myself. Cause it takes like, you know, 45 minutes to an hour to go for a three mile walk. So like last week I was like, all right, let me just do a little, do a little jog. And so yeah. like I started a, a little jog and I walk and then I do a little jog and I walk. And then, so that's been progressing. And now I like ran the whole three miles. Yeah. Like two days ago, <laughs> but you know, you pee yourself cause you know, whatever, cause you've got no control down there at this point. But like, just like being at like fresh air, being outside, like to be able to just move yeah uh like to keep your sanity you just you and if you stop like you're going to just stay stopped so it's like i need to just and i haven't really been able to run like pregnant even just walking with her was rough like i would do any crossfit workout other than run or walk or run just because it was like oh yeah so much but like crossfit through the whole pregnancy thing too like was a way to because my schedule. I am a very rigid person. Like I go to the 6am because that's the only class I can go to because I'm not doing the five because I can't get home soon enough to go to bed on time if I want to hang out with him like at night to be able to do it. So six o'clock is when I can go. So six o'clock is when I go, whether I wanted to or not, especially like at the beginning when I felt like garbage, like just, I felt like just crap, like you wake up, you go. You, you don't like it. You feel like crap, but you, you went. Go. So that it makes you just just sticking to that. I think also helped with everything. So and you were actually Luke. You were probably like the second person I think we told. Oh yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you asked me like during one of the classes, like why didn't you do RX plus? And I was like, why don't you come here? And he goes, no. <laughs> yeah, he's like knew right away I was like well why don't you I did know as soon as you said that yeah. I, I know exactly what happened yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lauren what are you most excited for about Bailey like what are you excited about to like uh, just her life like what is she going to do what is she going to like what is she going to like become per se and tie like again we're such like what sports are we gonna put her in i really liked lacrosse i really like soccer you know like we're gonna put her in gymnastics like right away like just like planning out this idea that you have for her to be successful in whatever you want her to because you'll start training her at five years old yeah (laughs) why wait till five (laughs) why not start now yeah start now (laughs) yeah just like seeing her grow and everything like that like I never really planned on the mom thing but like since we had like been here feel established like had friends felt yeah. like solid and I was like alright now it's maybe time to do that or at least try I was like <laughs> uh, you know it takes a lot of people like a long time to do it and I was like at the time I was watching a um a vet show and it was like a uh they did like it was a 
like a cow one and stuff, or they did country one. And they're like, oh, you want the cows pregnant in the winter, so they fatten it up and they like you feed them over the winter and then they have the calf in the spring summer. And I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. And I was like, oh, we, can just, <laughs> we can just try it now, and if it doesn't work, we can try again next year. <laughs> you got the timing from a vet show. Yes, you got the timing it. from a vet show. Let's start. Love it. Let's start just because you want the cows fat. You don't want to feed a cow that's not fat throughout the winter. You don't want to do that. So <laughs> I was like, I can you wear can big shoes. yourself to a cow. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's literally how I felt at the end. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, I mean, watching you and Kristen as well, like, just suffer. Just hoping it out. <laughs> you guys, I mean, all, all the pregnant women who, who go go through CrossFit and having the privilege of watching them do that. But, like, especially you guys being so tiny, mm-hmm. like, and you guys are still, like, doing pull-ups and, like, yeah. still rowing and uh, biking, all this stuff that I'm, like... It's just, it's incredible. You took the barbell away from me a I lot did. sooner than I, <laughs> no, I was ready for. Then I was ready for. He was like, Lauren, you've really got to stop but, the barbell. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. You were in the way. Yeah. I was. <laughs> Bailey was in the I way. Bailey was legit in the way. I did the, I did the open with the like snatches part. And I was doing like 75 pounds for the, like the double under snatch one. And I like, can see myself I'm flinging the bar out there I was like this is the worst form I've ever like had in my entire life I was like I can know I know I can do more weight than this but I cannot do more weight than this yes <laughs> but yeah so I feel like the open was probably the last time I like did a legit like snatch like yeah. I haven't snatched since then like and right. I also had to cleans came a little bit later that I had to stop that too so just touching a touching a barbell I'm I'm nervous about touching a barbell again and like just going back to the gym and seeing like okay like where am I at because at one point like I had to stop pull-ups I had to stop you know what I haven't done a full burpee in maybe like forever I can't remember because that was like one of the first things I had like I took out was full burpee so like just seeing it's like coming back from an, a full body injury per se. Yeah. <laughs> per se. And so it's like, yeah. just like, like what can I, what can I do? What can't I do? What should I do? Just because I don't know, like, and I also don't want to do too much to like hurt something else or whatever. So just coming back to seeing like, where, where am I at? What can I do? And like, I'm very like, also goal-oriented person i think that's why i like crossfit because you never have everything and there's always something something to work on yeah there's always something to work on so double unders check that box off you know handstand like there's always something next to do which i heard comp class this next comp class is going to have scars from the ceiling that you have to flip on oh yeah yeah some circus, some circus. circus tricks. That's a, that's we'll a wait till she comes back, back to the uh, earlier. We'll wait till you when come back. That. Come back. Yeah. yeah. Do we have any more questions? Man, I feel like I just feel like we could just chat about your life for. I have like, so many more. Questions. I, 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 we're at an hour in ten minutes, so I mean. But she's I, also tired. Yeah. Yeah, I keep thinking respectful of the child. Of, you do have the child and Tom. <laughs> it's going to take 20 minutes, so you guys got some time. 
one last question. Uh, you talked a little bit about like your your childhood. Um, what is something that from your childhood that you experienced that you want Bailey to experience too? Um, so our house at the time when we lived there did not have air conditioning. So we would go to the pool like every day during the summer and my mom would take my sister and I to the pool. And so we went to more pool and that's what we did every single day during the summer was go to the pool. So there's something like, I want to be able to have something for her to remember, like I did this with whatever during this, this amount of time and just see her look back on her child. I want her to like look back on her child and hood and be like, I love that kind of like, and I think that's what my parents did with the small town thing. Nonetheless, that that's where my dad ended up, but that like just closeness, I guess, of like having that memory. Yeah. There was an interesting theme that kind of arose that I, I thought was very interesting. It sounds like your seasons of life are very like, um, compartmentalized like yeah. it's very like okay this is this part and then that part ended and so now this is the new part yeah and then like after that part ended now it's okay that's over with done with yeah and now it's this yeah um that's fascinating to me that so now do you feel like because bailey's here it's like another one another one yeah yeah like i don't staying stagnant like if you're not moving forward and trying to like evolve or change or, you know, be a better person or go through whatever, like you need to keep moving forward in, in some way. And if you don't, like you're just going to stay stuck. Um, so like, I always feel like once a chapter is closed, like it's closed, move on kind of a thing. And if you don't move, then you're just going to stay stuck, which is not not where I want to be. I feel like we all go through phases. Though. Sure. But yours are very, very like black and white. It's like, yes. like this was the college experience and now like that's done and now I'm on to finding a job and that middle part where it was like, uh, like job, uh, yeah. no, like there wasn't anything definitive in that season. So yeah. that was really angst giving to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then when you have like, def like defined things that are happening in each of these seasons, like, okay, got a job. Okay. Concrete. Yeah. Move forward. Sounds yeah. like you kind of need that like foundation of something and then you can continue forward. Yeah. I, I always want to be successful at what I'm doing. So I'm going to like, I feel like once you put whatever you can into establishing a solid base, like for yourself, if you're not confident and good with yourself, you can't help those around you. Like if I'm not good with me, I can't help my sister, my mom, you know, like I can't help my family. I can't help my friends. Like if I'm not good, they're not like, I can't help or do things for them. So I was like, I very much need to establish myself and be confident there before I can reach out and yeah. do things for others or try and seek something else for myself. 
You are six. I know. We're the same. What's the yes. six again? Oh, wow. The loyalist. The yeah. loyalist. Six wing five. Yeah. I don't. I forget what one I am. Oh, you're two peas in a pod. Yeah, that's why I didn't like her when we first when I first met her. Yeah, oh, a lot really? of people don't like me when they first meet me. Like who? Well, I don't like anyone. Am I? Yeah. I'm very. Sc- I am. Maybe one other person that didn't like you. Uh, my roommate Lindsay. Ah. Uh, who? Mm-hmm. Uh, she. Actually, Circus Lindsay, Circus Lindsay, Circus Lindsay. <laughs> is actually married to Tom's brother now, and they have no two kids. What? <laughs> I was going to yeah. ask, I was like, shout out to Aunt Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> right? Aunt Lindsay. Aunt Circus Lindsay. Yeah. No way. The yeah. one that started it all. <laughs> Dude, how cool is that? You and your roommate married brothers? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Actually you ever think about when you're hanging out at the circus doing flips, you're like, hey, man, we should marry brothers. No. <laughs> no, I did not know that at all. <laughs> Wow. Are we we pushing peeps? Yeah, we gotta push some peeps. <laughs> All right, Luke, you, what's been Luke, pushing? what's been pushing your peeps? I so, cannot wait to hear this one. <laughs> you gave me a little sneak peek, and I am. Is it's it? about to get really inappropriate. Oh no, no, I can't talk about that. Turn off a uh, Yankaski kids. Dora. <laughs> you need to cover Bailey's ears. We we yeah. will talk about that. That will be in the in the uh, the, the rated Patreon, R version. The rated R Patreon <laughs> version. <laughs> Pantheon version, whatever. Patreon, Pantheon. We'll, we'll talk We're about that. We're starting a new platform called Pantheon, <laughs> which is basically. Yeah, Patreon. check it out on periprotect.com. <laughs> get Body Podcast. <laughs> the unofficial sponsor yeah. of. Yeah. Okay, so two things. One thing, just short and sweet, just I. I was reminiscing the other day about how angry this pit, like, I just, <laughs> so my friends, my friends, uh, last vacate, well, not last, vac- I guess a couple of trips ago, we, my friends and I had a bunch of potatoes left over, um, cause we were making food and we had just potatoes left over. And so what did my friends decide to do? They mailed the potatoes to me cause I left a day early. They mailed the potatoes to me. Now, mind you. They they packed the potatoes in their suitcase, took them back to Colorado with them, and then mailed the potatoes to me. But it wasn't even the potatoes in the mail. It was the fact that when I opened it, literally packing peanuts exploded out of the box and went everywhere. <laughs> and not only did it like freak me out, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I'm being attacked by some something from this box. But the packing peanuts, they're so freaking annoying. That's they they make that weird little sound if they get close to one another, and then they stick to everything. And then I couldn't find all of them. Yeah, they're the, the S ones. ones. Okay. Uh, yeah, those ones are. Cool. I found the make, box and I threw it away. You know they make uh, packing peanuts that are dissolved by water now. I like oh, those. Oh, that's, that's a good idea. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, these weren't them. So this is the remedy to your pet peeve. This was the uh, short and sweet. That was a short and sweet one. So not the potatoes. Not the potatoes. I really thought you were about to have a Not the wet, potatoes. moldy, soggy potatoes that they mailed me. I just love the fact that like, peanuts. okay, we're going to keep it short and sweet. So when I was a child, <laughs> I met some people, and we went on a vacation. I'm acting like my dad. My dad tells stories like all the time. Um, okay. This one happens a lot. And it's really unfortunate. And this is like one of the rare instances in my life where I will interact with a stranger voluntarily. Okay. Oof. 
is and that when interaction does not sound positive. No, well, it it is actually positive. Okay, but I hate it when people, you know, someone is in a group of like we're all sitting here. Okay, Lauren, she sneezes. No one says anything. She sneezes again. No one says anything, and just people just act like everything's fine. It's not fine. Her soul's out of her body. You say exactly. Bless you. you need to say bless you. <laughs> you need to say bless you. <laughs> Wait, when people don't say bless you after someone sneezes, it, oh my gosh, I get so angry. <laughs> so when people, like the other day I was in the, st- I was in Meyer in the checkout line and somebody was behind me and they were with like two other people, I think. And this little, the girl turned around, sneezed. The people she was with didn't say anything. Sneezed again, didn't say anything. I turned around and said, bless you. And internally, I just wanted to wring those people's necks. Luke. I was like, you bless her, <laughs> you stupid bitch. Well, I have a question. You said you have to say bless you so because hot. their soul left their body? <laughs> no, I said that. Yes, that was I didn't say that. Is this a real thing? I don't. Your heart stops when you sneeze. You know where bless you came from? Is this another Jared Jackson thing? It is another Jared Jackson <laughs> So basically, during the bubonic plague... When someone would sneeze, the other people around them were like, oh my gosh, this person now has the plague. So they're saying, bless you, as in bless your soul. I don't believe that. Because you're going to die. I don't believe that. So that's where our blessing came from. I don't believe that. It's 2023. We've taken the God even out of bless you. (laughs) (laughs) So I would say, God bless you, just for the record. Okay. I just need people to bless people, okay? If somebody sneezes, listeners. Yeah, they would say, God bless you, but... Yep. No, just say bless you. Not Kazuta. Not Kazuta. No. What is it? I mean, for our research team, what, what is, is the Spanish mean? one? What's the Spanish one? Uh, Saluda. Arriba. Yeah, salute. I almost said yeah. No, not just me. Tell. Namaste. No one that's not Spanish. I've never had any season at the gym. You're like Namaste. Audience, when you're at the gym, someone sees us yell Namaste. Namaste. I'm gonna lose it. Don't do that. I'm gonna lose it. What are your pet peeves? Uh, it probably it kind of falls in line. It's rude. If you're rude to someone. Yeah. Like I automatically, you're automatically deducted. Like you've got a three strike system with me technically. Okay. If you're rude, like Done. strike one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, I thought yeah. you were saying like they're just immediately just like thrown out of the game. No it might. It might. It depends on how rude. If it's like uber rude, I'm done with you. If it's super rude, you'll get it too. It's just kind of rude. I'll Mildly one. rude. Okay. Yes. Like a non-blushing. <laughs> like that's, that's a mild number one. one. Okay. Okay, so where do we line up back, on the... Can you earn back strikes? You can. Okay. You, do, you do have to work for it. Okay. How many strikes do we have against us right now? You don't want to know that scorecard. Oh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm so scared. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Walking okay. on eggshells. So rudeness. Yeah. Number one. That's being stupid. Just don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just don't be stupid. Okay. Don't be stupid. Just, <laughs> okay. Can you give me an example? Love that. Like the last time you saw somebody, you'd be like, "Dude, don't be stupid." At work, you see it all the time. Like, uh, yeah. If I send you an email and I resend it saying, "Please see previous email with all the instructions that I previously sent," like just or like, sometimes I'll have to like explain like color spaces to people. Like, yeah, like RGB or whatever. Yeah, CMYK. Like, yeah, we totally with, know what that no, is. Yeah, like, like, with, within like 
a, an agency department thing that you work like don't you work here like don't you know how this stuff works yeah kind of, that's what i see on like a regular basis is like just don't don't be stupid like no it's not you can't print something in rgb you'd be surprised yeah. how many people don't get that that's actually it's ridiculous mind. yeah those stupid people Roy, Bev, come that's on. not a bad thing <laughs> Because if that's a pet peeve, I wouldn't. I would hate all my customers. In Lauren's like, defense, it's the employees. Yeah, right? it's not. It's not necessarily the client. It's like people who are like in this. You're supposed space, to know it, and they you're don't. You're supposed notice. to know it. Okay. Like, it's a core piece of the theory. Yeah, competency. Yes, if you're I not if you send okay. me something that's like a low resolution, and you want me to blow it up to the size of a billboard, and I there are not enough pixels in this image to be able to blow it up that big. And you don't understand why, but you work here. <laughs> you dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's good. Yeah. Tom, do you do you have any pictures? <laughs> so I've got a weird one, um, and it's probably just because, because I've, I've worked in this uh, in working for Fidelity for twelve years. I started out in customer service, right? I started as a trader. And, uh, and one of my pet peeves is when somebody asks you how you're doing and they just say good, but then they don't ask you how you're doing. <laughs> like, how you doing? Good. Rude. Rude. <laughs> That's it. That pisses me off. But That's it's very rude. specific to how, how are you? It's true, but it's yeah. rude. Yeah, exactly. Oh, great. Say great. I'll remember that. You, you should, you should say, how you doing? <laughs> okay. I'm doing good. Right? Even if you don't mean it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's just, you it's don't have courtesy. to mean it. It's a Okay. I like to respond back. How about yourself? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's why you're pretty good. I think I feel like that's a that's a like a, a gut. Like that's a muscle. It's memory. sort of like when someone sneezes, you say namaste. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> namaste. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad we're trying. <laughs> Do you guys okay, I wanna get I wanna get if we're going like, you know, real like spicy here, what are what is you guys' like do you guys have like pet peeves for each other? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, this or no? I think I think we probably cut this. We're both tired. I was about to say the pet peeve list right now is high. But he, I again, he has been very good with her. So like. I can't be too upset, but when you're up at two o'clock in the morning and he's not getting up to go get the bottle and you're like sitting there pumping, get the damn bottle. <laughs> it just takes me a second to get out of bed. <laughs> That's what I wanted. That's what oh I wanted. my gosh. I feel like the, the memories of that time is just a blurry haze of never being able to figure out like what I'm doing. No. Like, and there was all this like, oh, you need oh, to do God, this. I, really I thought it. I, I thought I did that. I thought I did exactly that. Yeah. I'm like, no, you didn't do any of that. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, I accidentally almost microwaved a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> I had a cup of coffee and that I forgot about. And I came back to her and I was like, oh, I have coffee in this cup. So I'm going to put it in the microwave, but I also had a diaper in my hand so I was like oh I'll just put it in the microwave nuke it for a little bit because I don't care about the quality of the coffee it's just caffeine coffee. it's just caffeine I have some coffee so then I go to throw the diaper away I throw the coffee cup away and then it clicks in my mind like I, the diaper is in the microwave <laughs> so 
<laughs> go right in the microwave, pop it open before disaster happens. But, yes. Oh man! So. Wow. wow. Should we get? Should we get That's normal spicy? Yeah, I, I think we did the two minute drill. Yeah. Should we, um, okay. Well, you're gonna ask a question. Is it worth asking? I was gonna say, should we also have both of them answer since Tom's here Ooh. as well? I kind of like that idea. Sure. He likes to talk. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna make it double. You you both Wait, have to. Are we gonna do a four minute drill then? Yeah, three minute. Three minutes. Three minutes it is. Luke, you're starting. Three, two, one, go. If you had an octopus stuck to your face for the rest of your life, what? What char? It's <laughs> this what every time? Do you think? Do you think that you would be more apt to eat shellfish? <laughs> well, I don't have a beak right there to break it open for me. So yes. Oh, no. And Tom. So I'm trying to think of how the mechanics would work <laughs> on this. I mean, does this mean that we are part of aquatic life or we live it underwater? I mean, I, I no, just, you're not underwater. Oh, this is the worst question. I'm probably not. I'm not a shellfish guy. I mean, I okay. What is <laughs> what is you guys' death row meal? Like last meal on Earth? What are you eating? Good. Uh, skyline? <laughs> Filet mignon. <laughs> <laughs> that describes you guys. <laughs> yes. Give me a steak. Um, favorite, uh, favorite book you've ever read? Um, Unbroken. This is, this is difficult, um, because I, I do enjoy reading, believe it or not. Well, I enjoy listening to audiobooks, but when I was young, I read this book called Rainbow Six by Tom Clancy, like, five times. Yeah. Loved that book. Yeah. Loved it. What's your least favorite color? Yellow. Favorite CrossFit movement? Wait, what was was his least favorite? Oh, that's right. What's your favorite color? Least favorite color. Least favorite color. I don't know. That's Scion. (laughs) Like a super light blue, like I don't know. Cyan? Yeah, cyan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I, was I was like, I was looking at the color too. I was like, huh, that's interesting. It's the response. C and C and Yeah, so I was like, it's literally the C and C. Favorite favorite CrossFit movement? Movement? Running. <laughs> Muscle ups. Mm. If you had a billboard that the whole world could see, what would you put on? If I had a billboard. Yeah. A quote, picture. Anything. I mean, oh. technically, I have a few out there. Oh, <laughs> oh, boom. get body, <laughs> Tom. Mm. Something along the lines of work hard and be kind. Mm. Celebrity crush. I don't have one. <sighs> I do not give a crap about celebrities. Whatsoever. She really doesn't know the name of any celebrity. No, <laughs> she <laughs> might recognize Chris Pratt, maybe. Is he the Guardian of the Galaxy? Yeah, Guardian of the Galaxy. Are we celebrities? Is that what you just Are we celebrities? <laughs> you want to be her celebrity crush? Oh. Um, that... <laughs> I, I was just wondering. I was like, wait, we're on TV. No, no on the radio. Not. <laughs> what's, what's your question? We have 15 um, seconds. My question is, what is your favorite quality about your spouse? Uh, his generosity. Mm. I I like her work ethic. Mm. I mean. That and, like, just aside, we share a lot of, like, hobbies and, like, beliefs in common. So, like, that really drew us together as different as we are, like, socially. Uh, we are very similar in, like, 85% of other aspects, which works really well. And then across the board in the other. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, Tom was also in the circus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
<laughs> no, but I did have 17 different jobs before I graduated college. So I did, I did a little bit of everything. Dude. That's wild. You um, sold salads. I did, I did. I made gourmet salads for a second. For real? <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to revisit this. I still don't think anything could top the circus, though. No. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, I didn't have anything that cool. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's cool. My mom's like, my daughter ran off to college and joined the circus. <laughs> Wait, yeah, mom. That's yeah. exactly what happened. Yeah. Yeah. They paid me. Yeah. <laughs> they paid me. Um, I am super grateful for you all coming on the podcast. No, thank you very um, much. And dinner. Dinner was great. Yeah, dinner oh, was man. fantastic. Well, I, I, I do have to say that being here with the baby hanging out, it's, there's like, like just pulling my heartstrings, like seeing your family, just being excited for as you grow and as she becomes older and yeah. you get to just engage with her in different aspects of her life. I just, I'm really, I'm really happy for you guys. Oh, thank and, you. And I mean, it's really exciting to get, get to know you better, Lauren. I think, yeah. I feel like we've spent a lot of time with you and just to be able to hear more of your story and I, I, thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. We're excited to have you back, Jim. I'm excited to come back. <laughs> I haven't even seen my doctor yet. <laughs> the tomorrow. 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 And then she'll tell me, oh, you can't do this yet. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> Audience, tune in for next week's episode. <laughs> Find out if Lauren uh, is approved or not. <laughs> guys, thank you for listening to the podcast. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye.